0: You know, when you say clean up the catalog, we're talking about merging ASINs, things that you know that you have maybe accidentally created duplicates and you're like, "Ah, I'll worry about that later. It's later. Clean that up. Ask them to merge it, delete one. Save your information as well, because you know previously Amazon has not saved any of your listings in their back end. If you accidentally delete something, it's gone. So go copy and paste delete extra listings, clean them up, look at your images. You can do this 15 minutes a day for the next 30 days and you'll have a really clean Amazon account. So that is my personal suggestion is what I'm gonna be doing because 15 minutes a day, even for one listing, you can clean something up and be like, okay, check that off the list and you'll be more compliant and you don't wanna have problems in Q4. They don't have time to worry about you right then, they'll just cut your legs off and then they'll worry about you in January.
1: Welcome to the Amazon Files Podcast, brought to you by Mommy Income, where we help others start and scale businesses on Amazon by taking small, consistent steps. Here is your host, Kristen Ostrander, a 17-year e-commerce veteran who knows a thing or two about building a seven-figure Amazon empire from the comfort of her own home. Surrounded by three energetic kids and a hunky husband, she still has an insatiable desire to see others succeed. Hey hey,
0: everyone! Welcome to this week's episode of the Amazon Files, brought to you by Mommy Income. I am your host, Kristen Ostrander, and before we get to our quarterly updates with our favorite friend Leslie Hensel, we—I have a special, special announcement for you. I had a second opportunity to be able to join a summit this past week, and I have to tell you that the speaker lineup is off the chain. There are so many great tracks within this summit. It's Amazon brand mastery and brand mastery beyond Amazon. So if you have a brand, if you're considering a brand, if you're doing brand registry on Amazon, if you just want to create a bundle brand, like I've been teaching you for many years here, this brand mastery seminar is going to be so informative. You guys know I'm addicted to education. I love to watch all these tracks as well and and just get updated on all the things that are going on. Things are constantly changing at Amazon. And because of that we need to stay aware and stay educated now this doesn't mean that we have to chase every shiny object but i will tell you for the cost probably less the cost than your month the morning coffee seven dollars you can get a ticket to the brand mastery summit and i was had a privilege of being able to do a track for this talking about bundles and branding and all the things that you need for branding your bundles in my track. So I definitely want you to come and watch that educational track there as well. But you guys have heard enough of me. I want you to hear all of the other people. There's going to be training on PPC, trademarking, brand registry, beyond Amazon, help for your brand and more. So to join the summit, it is $7. Yes, I said seven. So less than the cost of your Starbucks, you can go and get top-notch college-level education, people. That's what you're getting in, in a lot of these tracks. MommyIncome.com forward slash brand mastery, you will get my track plus all of the other uh, educational webinars that they're holding in there as well. And guess what? It's not all about sales. And a lot of people think, oh, they're just going to join these tracks. I'm not going to learn anything. They're just going to sell me stuff. Nope, that's actually not true. We were required to teach a portion of what we teach within the summit. So every single track that you visit, whether you go live or you end up watching the replays, you're going to be educated. So for your $7, you are getting so much value. MommyIncome.com forward slash brand mastery to get your ticket to the Brand Mastery Summit. I'm excited to see you there. I'm going to be going and taking several of the tracks as well. So let's go do this together. MommyIncome.com forward slash Brand mastery. And now we are going to welcome Leslie Hensel from Riverbend Consulting to the show. She comes on the show four times a year. Unlike anyone else, Leslie is an expert at the latest Amazon seller news. She runs Riverbend Consulting, which helps people recover their accounts, deal with account suspensions, deal with policy and compliance complaints, things like that. Basically, they are your right hand man. They will help you if you have problems, major problems with Amazon with suspensions or IP claims, counterfeit claims, things like that, things that are going wonky in Amazon and you really just need help. Riverbend Consulting has done this and she has been providing us updates on the Amazon files and seller news and all of the latest things every quarter. Why? Because we know that every quarter Amazon changes something and we need to be on the up and up. This is where we are making our money. And so we really need to understand uh, what's going on at Amazon, what's coming down the pipeline so we can get prepared. Because if we know anything, we know that they make a lot of changes. And that doesn't have to derail our business as long as we are ready for those changes. So, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Leslie, but if you want, there's many, many episodes, search her name and you will find them and you can listen to all the different policy updates from this year and past years. But this is the up-to-date, most current information that we can have on policy updates. Amazon Seller News, Q4 is coming. We need to talk about these things. So we welcome Leslie. She is the co-founder and owner of Riverbend Consulting, where she oversees client services. Leslie leverages two decades, two decades, 20 plus years of small business consultant advice to help profitability and operational performance. So she does everything. She has um, been doing Amazon for over a decade, and she has all kinds of experience. So without further ado, let's welcome Leslie to the show. Leslie, welcome to the show. So glad to have you back for, what, a third time this year. I know we usually have you on quarterly, so you are our most frequent guest, and we thank you for your time and energy there. So welcome. How's your summer been so far? It's been
1: great. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is always one of my favorite places to go talk about Amazon.
0: Yay. Well, we're so happy to have you, you know, because unfortunately we have issues and problems and they're always ongoing. And so you are our favorite uh, consultant to speak with about all these things so that we can keep our duckies in a row. The least problems that we have with Amazon, if we're compliant, is the best day that we can have. So that's why we always love you. Welcome to the show. So we'll just jump right in. What is the most mm-hmm. hot button topic that, is de-
1: that you're dealing with right now at Riverbend? So I have something brand new to tell everyone about. So over on the account health page, if you're in your Amazon account, you're in Seller Central, you go under performance and there's a tab for account health And that's where you see your account health dashboard. So that's where you see your order defect rate, your late shipment rate. Right in the middle, there's a scorecard for policy compliance. And at the top of that scorecard for a long time, it has had this account health rating and then it says beta. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been in beta for like two years, not exaggerated. It's been forever. And so it has green, yellow, and red. So we have laughed at Riverbend. We have laughed about this rating for a good two years. And I'll tell you why. Because we have seen clients come in the door. We look at their policy compliance scorecard. It will be like the ugliest thing you've ever seen. 99 complaints of this, 50 of that, 43 of that. And their rating will be in the green. Or we'll see a client come in who literally has one complaint and they'll be on yellow. And I know volume probably plays a part in this, but it still doesn't make sense when accounting for volume. Well, we just found out before anyone is supposed to find out, which is always exciting.
0: Oh, yeah. Amazon. Y'all, you are getting a fresh tea right here. Like you don't even have to. You are. This This is like insider behind the scenes information.
1: So take notes. (laughs) Absolutely. So starting like now, Amazon is actually enforcing, not based on the rating per se, but they're actually using this account health rating as guidance for suspending accounts. So we had someone come to us last week and they have an account manager. They use SAS core service, which is the paid service inside of Amazon to help you out with your account. And their rep had reached out to them and said, hey, we're gonna start enforcing on this and here's the bad news you're scheduled for suspension next Tuesday. And it's based on this account health rating and how bad yours is. And I mean, their scorecard was so ugly, Kristen. I mean, it was insane. Hundreds of violations for food and product safety and hundreds of violations for restricted products. And then they had like some received intellectual property in the 30s and a few others. Oh my goodness. I freak out when I get one one
0: red flag or one any compliance issue and I'm like like what's going to happen? I got to fix this right now. And like I can't imagine people having hundreds and like they're still they're still selling on Amazon?
1: I can't understand. Well, there are super high volume sellers who receive complaints on a daily basis and they'll have four or five ASINs taken down every day, and that can be normal if you're a billion dollar seller, which there are billion dollar sellers. That can be totally normal based on your volume. However, To me, looking at this particular scorecard, I was very disturbed by the safety issues and the restricted products, clearly not being paid attention to at all because they have like one product authenticity complaint, one, and then they have hundreds of these others. And so essentially we got forwarded the email that was sent to them from inside of Amazon explaining, we're going to start enforcing on this scorecard. And so if you are not green if you are yellow or red. So red usually is only when you're suspended, but the color coding is still really lousy y'all. But if you're in the yellow, even if you don't have a ton of violations, they're gonna start suspending based on this, or they're gonna be asking for preemptive appeals, which is something that they do. It's almost like courtesy. If you haven't been a problem child, if you don't look like a huge risk to them, but they're a little concerned, They'll say, hey, hey, we'll let you submit an appeal, do it in the next 72 hours, and then they'll review it. And a lot of times you just never get suspended, which is awesome, but you're still having to do the exact same appeal you would have done if you'd been suspended. So just super important to start watching that colored bar at the top of policy compliance. And there are times that if you're a small volume seller, it will only take one complaint to move you to yellow.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I, we've been in yellow a couple times because of one complaint. Sometimes it's not even your fault. They don't pay attention to whose fault is who at that point. They'll just be like, somebody reported a violation and it's yours to work out. So yeah, we've been in yellow and then back in green um, several times before. And yeah, we've seen that before but it was just like, Yeah, what is this? It's kind of like the IPI score where everyone's like, really, what does this actually mean? And what happens if this and that? Because like, there's no rhyme or reason to that. Is that similar to you? Is that still in beta, the IPI? Because that's been around and we've been threatened and said different things about it. But you know, is that still a compliance thing versus more of a inventory management thing?
1: The IPI is more just an inventory management thing. It's not used as a cudgel to tell you that you're you know, bad seller and we're going to take something away. Yeah. Uh, not so much. It's just more that You know, if you're not turning over your inventory, they're not going to let you send more inventory. It just comes down to that. But with the policy compliance and this new account health rating color bar actually mattering, it is going to tell you whether you need to worry. And here's the thing. I'm not saying it's always right or that it's always valid. I'm just saying we know now that they're going to start paying attention to whatever formula it is that is making the thing move over to yellow and to red. It's all based on an algorithm and a formula that they have been essentially ignoring until now, and they've been enforcing the old way. Well, now we know they're gonna be enforcing based on this color bar. So if the color bar moves, you need to pay attention, you need to appeal, and even if you lose the appeal, it's still helpful to appeal. If you just ignore things, it makes it look like you just don't care and you're not paying attention. So you definitely, if you move over to yellow, you need to handle every issue that you possibly can.
0: Absolutely, note taken. You know, something that no one should ever ignore when it comes from Amazon. They're a policy compliance issue if they are requesting documents or paperwork for any reason. This is why I tell all y'all to keep your duckies in a row. Like, don't make me come over there and make you file your papers because this is part of business. And it's like, if they need an invoice, Go to the folder, pull the invoice, and I hope it's digital. So it's easy as just a couple keystrokes. But if you're a paper person, that's fine too. This is why we stay organized in business because they will ask you, oh, you know, this is something. (laughs) This happens all the time, right? I just had a, a shipment that was lost. They finally, after three months, they had enough three months to like reconcile it or something. The end of the three months, determined 16 units were missing. Well, my units are all bundles. So they're all a little bit more pricey than others. So we have multiple invoices for multiple bundles. And then I send it in, and then they say, Oh, these are outdated. They need to be within 180 days. And, like, well, the shipment that I sent in in February, yes, February, is now <laughs> just now, just now in its August, saying, Oh, we can't find this inventory. Please prove to us that you bought this. And then I send them invoices that are six months or older, and they're like, We won't take them, but this is, you see the cycle that we do. Deal- <laughs> but, nonetheless, I'm compliant. I'm sending them the invoices and trying to argue with them. But you know, this is the kind of stuff, the reason why we need to pay attention because although they lost 16 units of mine and it's my burden of proof to send that to them, I'm happy to do so because I'm still selling way more than the 16 units that I've lost. So I'm willing to do the work, but it doesn't mean that it's not a PETA.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, that's been a topic we've talked to a lot of sellers about lately because it surprises me really how even large sellers don't really have a handle on their invoices and other documentation. Like for people who have to have CPSC documentation or they've got hazmat documentation or anything, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. If you need a COA showing what the ingredients are in a product, whatever that might be. And, you know, what I keep recommending to people over and over again, there are VAs who are overseas. My favorite country is the Philippines that do a great job at this kind of, like you said, the pain in the behind work that takes many, many hours. You can get a value rate. They will sort through all of your, you can give them a pile of old invoices, scan them all in. They'll organize it all into folders. It's there and ready to go for Amazon and your accountant's. Perfect. Anything. That, I mean, outsourcing.
0: I know. Like a lot of people, my brain instantly went to, "Wait, I have to do work. I have to scan those things in and then send them to the VDA." I said, like, "Well, yes," but then also, there's uh, digitally that most mm-hmm. of my invoices come digitally. I mean, occasionally right. we get some paper ones or we get duplicates, paper and digitally. And if we ever request one, they will give it to us. So that's exactly what we do. Riverbend comes to us and they're like we need invoices for the following. And I say, oh, thank you, Riverbend. Let me get with my VA, go to VA. And I basically forward the email that y'all forward to me to them and they send you the invoices and everything is happy. So yes, I am a customer of uh, Riverbend. They take care of all my back end for Amazon and chase down all of my money and let me know when things are not reconciled and when Amazon is basically siphoning money from my pocket so that we can make that right. So yes, I don't just talk to Leslie for her wonderful expertise, but I am a customer and a very happy one because those are things I don't like to do. Chasing down invoices and inventory and all this kind of stuff is just not for me. So just always when there's these issues of like, oh, by the way, these invoices, while they're great, are six months old and uh, I digress. Oh, well. Did you know that finding new products to sell and keywords to use doesn't have to be hard? If you want to speed up your product research and discover trending keywords, I highly recommend using MerchantWords. MerchantWords is my favorite research tool. It helps me uncover the best product opportunities, helps me understand the competition, and even helps me select the best components for my bundles. It can even uncover specific niche keywords for successful PPC campaigns. Better keywords increase your traffic and ultimately grow your sales. If you're ready to optimize your listings and uncover new and unused keyword opportunities for your bundles, I've got a great deal for you. I've partnered with Merchant Words to give Mommy Income students 40% off their gold package. Visit mommyincome.com forward slash merchant words to sign up now. This tool has generated thousands of dollars in revenue for my business, and I can't wait for you to discover it for yourself. To claim your 40% off gold package, visit mommyincome.com forward slash merchant words. Again, that's mommyincome.com forward slash merchant words. So that's good. Account health. So staying out of the yellow, handling yellow or red immediately, regardless of your worry that your appeal won't go through or anything like that, it's better to be proactive and respond. If Amazon is telling you you're breaking rules respond to them. You don't want to lose your account over something that you could have done. If it's out of your control, we can accept that, I guess, even if it makes us mad. But if we did something that we could have prevented, yeah, well, then we have to live with that. So, okay, so that's a hot topic. And Is there anything coming down the pipeline with Q4 that you're aware of that we need to be taking notes on here?
1: So the rollout for the scorecard is going to be through September, is my understanding, through early September. So that means there are several kind of deadlines on the calendar, loosely put deadlines on the calendar. If they are rolling this out through August and early September, then right after that, there's going to be enforcement from Prime Day. So anytime that there's high volume sales events like Christmas or Black Friday or Prime Day, or textbook season, there tends to be more enforcement. And it's just a part of the volume of the sales on Amazon. It's not that they're out to get people because of Prime Day. It's just that there's more sales, right? So enforcement usually comes about 60 to... Well, 45 to 90 days, averaging about 60 days after the sales event. So we're looking at enforcement from Prime Day coming up. Then in October... Amazon tends to do a catalog cleanup. So in October, you usually see, if you sell textbooks, an elevated number of complaints there. And then also they're gonna do catalog cleanup. So if you have problems with variation violations, if you have problems with image violations or duplicate entries in the catalog, uh, you're likely to get pinged about those in October. Mm -hmm. Also, they're really looking at voice of the customer in October. And the reason they're doing this is because we're about to hit the next prime day, apparently, and then we're going to have Black Friday and Cyber Monday. They want to clean up as much of the catalog as they can and any problem sellers in that time period between September and when all those sales start to hit. Also, you cannot afford to have a merchant fulfilled shipping problem between now and Thanksgiving because they are less forgiving and it's harder to get them overturned. Then you can go back in January and they're like, sure, yeah, you can have that privilege back. But if you lose it right before Q4, they they aren't nearly as forgiving.
0: Yeah. And you don't want to miss out on that. If you are participating in Q4 and you know you can't get your FBA shipments in on time, but you still have that window of opportunity to ship to customers. You don't want to miss the biggest selling season of the year. I mean, we just we we can't buy by December and November um, the rest of the year. It's just nothing compares. And so because of that, we have increased. I think it's like a 32 percent increase in traffic over those two months on Amazon, even for even though it 82 percent of American households have uh, Amazon Prime or Amazon Prime members. That's a whole bunch. And then they increase that, I say, by 32% more people shop on Amazon. I'm like, who else is there? <laughs> There's not very many uh, people that like live remotely or like boondockers. They don't have Amazon Prime, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> Either way, the traffic increases during that time. So it makes sense that they would do enforcement ahead of time. And You know, when you say clean up the catalog, we're talking about merging ASINs, things that you know that you have maybe accidentally created duplicates and you're like, "Ah, I'll worry about that later. It's later. Clean that up. Ask them to merge it. Delete one. Save your information as well. Because you know, previously, Amazon has not saved any of your listings in their back end. If you accidentally delete something, it's gone. So go copy and paste delete extra listings, clean them up, look at your images. You can do this 15 minutes a day for the next 30 days and you'll have a really clean Amazon account. So that is my personal suggestion It's what I'm gonna be doing because 15 minutes a day, even for one listing, you can clean something up and be like, okay, check that off the list and you'll be more compliant and you don't wanna have problems in Q4. They don't have time to worry about you right then. They'll just cut your legs off and then they'll worry about you in January because they don't want to spend their time, right? And coming through all that stuff and and enforcing people in the middle of Q4. They're trying to move product. So
1: there's that as well. Okay. Well, I've got a trick for you, Kristen. Oh, a trick. Instead of cut and paste or copy and paste on your listings, if you don't have a feed, so a feed is essentially a spreadsheet of all of your listings that you can upload to Amazon. This is how larger sellers that sell in big, you know, have thousands of listings. This is how they provide updates to their products. They don't do it in Seller Central with the one by one changes on individual ASINs. They do it via a spreadsheet. And you can go into the inventory section of Amazon. You can download the correct template for your inventory, but it's going to be empty. So what you do is you contact seller support and you ask them for a reverse feed of your catalog. Okay. So if you ask them for a reverse feed of your inventory or a reverse feed of your catalog, they will send you that spreadsheet all filled in. And is that per ASIN
0: or just overall, they send you every single one or just the ASIN you request?
1: They will send you your entire catalog.
0: Oh, boy. And so then you can just copy and make the changes in there. I have had crazy issues with a lot of re-uploading of the spreadsheets. Like once they give me the template, and it's the same one. And I just make some changes and upload it again. They're like, sorry, you missed this. You missed this field. You missed, I'm like, no, this, this is torture. Um, but I see how fast that is, especially for a lot of the products I have that are very, very similar. There might be no changes or maybe like one minuscule change on one thing. So I can see how that could be told. So can you use that template and then re-upload your entire catalog after the changes?
1: Awesome. You can. Think of it like having a backup of your hard drives. You need a backup of your listings. So if you've always created your listings one by one and you don't have this spreadsheet, you need to ask them for the reverse feed. So just so you have it, we have seen strange things happen. It's rare that something really bad happens to an entire brand, but it does happen. It can be a black hat thing. It can just be a mistake inside of Amazon. It can be a brand registry oriented thing. Where like the branding gets changed wrong on everything and then it's all the wrong subcategory and it's really difficult to get it fixed if you don't have a feed. So if you just ask them for the reverse feed and they will send it to you and you can download it and it's magical, then you have that as a just in case.
0: I love that. I'm all about backing up just in case because I hate... I hate the, I even hate the word hate, but I, there's nothing more than I hate than like wasted time where you literally do your heart and soul into something and then literally the stroke of a key. It's just it's deleted. Literally, I cried for three days when I did three podcasts and I was so excited and I was so ahead of the game and I was like, yes, whatever. None of them had audio and there was nothing <gasps> I could do about it. And I was like, I have to go back and do all those I'm like, oh, well, I was so upset like wasted time is the worst. So to me, to be able to do that quickly and fast and then re-upload my entire catalog with small changes, that is fantastic. Thank you so much for that tip. Okay. And then finally, tell me what you've got going on at Riverbend because I know that you guys have something super exciting coming and I just can't wait for you to tell us about it.
1: We do. We are the presenting sponsor of the Surge Summit. And that is going to be September 6th through 8th in Tampa Bay. I am super excited because what we've done is take a regular conference for Amazon sellers. We've got some amazing experts coming to talk. We have a bunch of ex-Amazonians who are going to be there and talk, as well as subject matter experts and everything like PPC and developing a brand and how to maximize the value of your brand if you want to sell it, all the topics that you want to hear about. But then we also built in fun and networking. So it's going to be a small show. It's going to be 350 people. But that way you can actually talk to the speakers, talk to the panelists, talk to the ex-Amazonians. There's going to be a cruise of Tampa Bay. Everyone's going to go on it together. So you're going to get to talk to these folks and network. We're going to have an always-on arcade, which is like a throwback 80s thing. So, you know, you've had enough sessioning for the day you just go over and play some games with your new buddy that you met who's explaining their PPC strategy to you, right? So it's all of the things combined. And we would just love to see you there. We really want to have a great showing of Amazon sellers so that we can all network, get to know one another and share great information.
0: Y'all listen, I have never, ever regretted any conference that I have gone to for any reason, whether it was a one day event or a three day event, anything. It is so worth the conversations that you will have with people if you go to one session and weren't, learn one thing, it can change your business completely. I remember my very first Amazon conference. It was back in 2015. And we kind of went on like a whim. It was like a last minute thing. And we drove to Baltimore and we saw like 10 amazing speakers. And then we went to this after party and we got to have conversations with great people that were in the industry. And um, that's actually how my book was born because I was speaking with this one gentleman and he's like, he wrote a book. And so we were talking about that. He's like, you should write a book. I know your story and your story is fantastic. And I, he's like, the world needs to know. And that's all he said. And then was kind of walked away, but that never left me. And then finally, four years later, I actually wrote the book. So I had never thought to write a book before. So you never know what can happen with one conversation with one person that's smarter than you. And honestly, I love going to these things where, where people are smarter than me in the room. I'm like, I cannot wait to like be the, the one that's like siphoning all the information out of their brain. I'm like, feed me, feed me. So I absolutely love this. Unfortunately, I have a family wedding that weekend, so I cannot come. But friends, please go. It is so important. And you know what? With COVID and with other different things and travel expenses, yeah, there's lots of excuses not to. We could all make excuses of not to, but our business really just needs a refresh. We really need to step out of that comfort zone. Whether you have to come in hazmat gear and a mask or not, you should really come and just listen and observe and speak to other people. Our business grows when we are networking with other people and we can learn from them and practice what they're doing and learn from all the different places. So I'm very excited for all of those that are coming. Again, you guys, what is the link so that they can go and sign up right now to get their tickets? It's com. The SurgeSummit.com. Again, it's in Tampa. It's going to be beautiful weather. It's going to be an amazing experience. And you get to go on a, you know, bay cruise. Like, why is it? This This has to be for everyone. So if you go to any Amazon events at all, this is the one to go to. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about why. You're not going to see the same people here. As much as we've all seen the same people and we love them, I (laughs) the same people that people don't want to see, right? No, that's not it. The, The thing is, is that we really... We need to be learning from other people. We need to reach out of our comfort zones and stay away from all the the stuff that we normally have and get some real good, solid business advice from people that we might not otherwise rub shoulders with. That's what's really important about this is getting out of our comfort zone and hearing new and really relevant information for your business right now. So even if you're a billion dollar seller or you started last week, you will learn. And that's what you're paying for is the education and opportunity to network with other people. So this is my full recommendation, the surge summit.com. It is just in, you know, less than a, a month, I think less than a month from right now. And so you need to sign up for that and go and just learn, 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 and take lots of notes and then schedule a day off afterwards. to like, Decompress and like really process all the information because we get fire hosed and then we go home and we're like, shoot, we go back to work and we kind of forget 90% of it. So, schedule a day off for yourself where you can literally digest the best information that was most relevant to you and then act on that. So, that is my recommendation, the surgesummit.com to get your tickets. Of course, it's a tax write off because it's a business event. So, you can't, it's a win win for you. I want you to go see Leslie and then tell me all about it. I can't wait to have you back. Well, in the next couple of months for our final year end policy update. So Leslie, thank you so much for your time and your energy. Everyone go to the surge and join that. Don't forget about the brand mastery summit that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Again, that is a virtual event too. So make sure that you, that's just next week. So you don't have to worry about that $7 tickets for that one. Brand mastery, mommyincome.com forward slash brand mastery. Then go to the summit in September, take some time for yourself, learn, digest. And Leslie, we will see you again at the end of this year when we follow up with you again for our quarterly updates. Again, everyone, thank you. I know you could be anywhere else doing any other thing, listening to any other show. I don't take that for granted. I'm thankful. Thank you for listening to the Amazon Files podcast and we'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye y'all. Thank you for being a loyal listener. If you are ready to take your business to a whole new level, I'm ready to work with you. Visit mommyincome.com coach to schedule your one-on-one call today. I'll be back next week with more strategies to help you succeed. Until then, step small and dream big. Thank you for tuning in to
1: this episode of the Amazon Files Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes by heading over to mommyincome.com forward slash review. The Amazon Files will be back again next week. Thanks again for listening.